0: Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated, and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcasts at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email Pastor Eric at erik.anderson at nllutheran.com. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little further, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not stay awake with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for a third time. Saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this afternoon we um, begin our Lenten season. Um, with Ash Wednesday, which is a typical way that we begin our Lent season. And Ash Wednesday uh, has a very like very robust, and uh, it's a, there are various ways that we can engage in Ash Wednesday. And this passage of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane isn't a normal way. It's not a normal passage that we read um, in Ash Wednesday. But this year, since I wanted us to focus on prayer through Lent, I thought this was an appropriate place to start. Right at the end of Jesus's ministry, earthly ministry, and uh, right before he goes to be crucified, he's going to be betrayed by his friends, and then he's going to be murdered on a cross, he goes into the garden and he prays. And he has an interesting prayer. Um, he prays that he asks God to take away the suffering that he's about to um, endure. And um, You may not have realized it, but the language here is very similar to the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, lead me not into temptation. Uh, The literal rendering of that would be into the time of trial. That's exactly what Jesus prays here. He says, let me not enter into this time of testing, rather let it be passed from me. But of course we know uh, that Jesus had to face the cross. Jesus in the garden was faced with his own mortality. He was faced with the fact that he was gonna have to suffer. He was gonna have to die. He knew that he was gonna be victorious. He knew that he was gonna be resurrected, but he had to suffer. And so Jesus, um, concerned, anxious, uh, resigned, enters into this time of prayer, asking God to release him from this suffering. And Jesus, in this moment, he meets us um, in many of the times and places that we experience in our own lives. Jesus knew. He had faith in God. He was able to say, Lord, if not, not what I want, but what you want. He knew, ultimately, that he was going to be victorious over the grave, that he was going to be resurrected, but he still had to die. But oftentimes, in our own lives, we face our own mortality, And sometimes it's hard for us to have faith. And Ash Wednesday is one of these times that we pause, we take a moment, and we face the inevitable that we're going to die. We face the inevitable that we're going to suffer. We live in a dying world, um, and scripture has no pretenses about this dying world. Um, Scripture is, in fact, quite, uh, it tells us a lot about our own world. It gives us categories to think about the sin and the violence that happens all around us. And so we face this dying world, we face this time of trial, we face these hard things, and we recognize something about ourselves. That no matter what career we had, no matter how much money we made, no matter how much honor is associated with our name, no matter what relationships we have in our life, we're faced with this reality We don't get to take it with us. We face this reality that we have to go into a time of death, a time of suffering. And this is what Jesus was experiencing right here. He was facing this time of suffering and he was doing it for us. He was facing this time of crucifixion for us. And this is why in Hebrews, the writer says that we do not have a high priest, that is Jesus, who isn't aware of our suffering. He suffered with us. Because at this moment, he knew he was going to suffer violence. And he was going to be murdered. And it was going to be painful and brutal. And in this moment, Jesus begs. He asks God to take away the suffering. And on this Ash Wednesday, we're reminded that we don't get to. Get away with not suffering in our life. Jesus had to do it. Certainly we have to do it. Certainly we are faced with situations like Jesus was, where it is so insurmountable and something that we absolutely could not face on our own. We are faced with our own weakness. We're faced with our own um, sin. We're faced with our own inability. No matter how hard we work, no matter how smart we are, no matter how clever we are, no matter how many relationships we have, there are some things in our life that we cannot face, some things that are bigger than us, and one of those things is death. Death is bigger than your career. Death is bigger than the work that you've done in your life. Death is bigger than your relationships. Death is bigger than um, your home. But death is not bigger than Jesus. And so we do have hope. But we're faced with this reality that we have to approach God as beggars, which is exactly what Jesus does here. And in fact, Jesus teaches us in the Gospels that this is how God wants us to approach him. God wants us to bother him. God wants us to grab him by the collar and ask him for the things that we need because God wants us to pray. He wants us to be in connection with him. And so the very first thing that we need to learn about prayer is that our starting point when we pray is that of a beggar. We come to God empty-handed, asking for his grace, asking for his mercy. There can be no other way that we exist in this life. The only thing that we really have to deal with Is God. Because we're going to get ashes smeared on our foreheads here in a few minutes and we're going to get told from dust you have come and to dust you return. We are really nothing but just air-filled dirt bags. And we are reminded that we have nothing and we bring nothing to God. And at the end of the day, every single one of us is going to go to our grave and we're going to meet God and god has given the authority to judge the world over to jesus and so we will be judged and so it's pretty important for us to deal with god now and not wait till then right and so the only thing that we have to deal with is god and that's what we're reminded of here on ash wednesday we're told that we're nothing but air-filled dirt bags and we have to confront god and I think that this, um, this reality is maybe more poignant this week than others as we've had some loss in our congregation. Um, and we're facing more loss in our congregation. We're faced with the fact that at the end of our lives, the only thing that we have to do is deal with God. And so this Lent, I encourage you guys to pray. I encourage you guys to devote yourself in prayer because prayer is the place that we deal with God. Just like Jesus did here. Facing his suffering, facing his crucifixion. What did he do? He didn't scheme. He didn't try to find a way out. He prayed. He dealt with the only thing that there really is to deal with, and that is God. And he didn't like the answer, right? Jesus didn't want to be faced with this time of trial, with this temptation, with this testing. But he knew that this is what God had for him, and so he was able to, To face it. He wasn't trying to be clever, he wasn't trying to be cute, he wasn't trying to get squirrel his way out of it. He dealt with the only thing there was to dealt with, and that is God. And so today we're reminded of that that we're going to die, that we are careening toward the end of our life where we are put in a coffin and buried in the ground. We're reminded, much like um, Adam, the very first man, was told after him and Eve rebelled against God, God told Adam, you will work until the day that you die, and then you will return to the dust, because you are from dust, and you're going to return to it. The ashes remind us of our own death, and they encourage us, and they compel us to deal with God. And so over the next 46 days, including Sundays, Um, we're going to begin this exploration of prayer. Because I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that I deal with God well, right? I want to make sure that I pray well, that I know God, that I'm connected to him. Because I don't want to be surprised at the end of my life. I don't want to be caught unaware at the end of my life. I want to keep the main thing the main thing. I want to deal with the only thing that I need to deal with. And over the next six weeks, we're going to find that there are great joys in prayer, that it takes us to the highest of heights, but prayer begins in the lowest of lows. It begins with our own need. And so I encourage you today, um, as you leave this place, as you leave this service, as you reflect on Ash Wednesday uh, throughout the rest of your day, I um, encourage you to reflect on this reality That there is a God who loves you, who sent his son for you, who forgives you of all your wrongdoing, who accepts you, and he's the only thing that you really need to deal with. He's the only thing you really need to deal with today. He's the only thing you really need to deal with tomorrow and next week and next year and 10 years from now. Every time you see your, uh, the ashes on your forehead in your rear view mirror or every time you see it in your bathroom mirror, I want you to remember your own mortality. Remember that you are a dirt bag, that you are going to return to the dust and you're going to meet God face to face and you're going to have the opportunity um, to be greeted by him as someone who knows him, as someone who spent time with him or not. That's the reality that we face. And so we join Jesus today in the Garden of Gethsemane, recognizing our own, our own death, recognizing our own neediness in front of God, and praying to him, coming to him as a beggar. Over the next six weeks, we're going to hear about God as our Father and God as our provider in prayer. We're going uh, to hear about prayer as a struggle, something that we have to work through, to get to the other side, but it all starts here, with our own mortality and with our own neediness before God. It's the